Any progress is better than slothfulness. Progress breeds hope. This is the Military Sherpa Podcast. Left, right, left leadership insights from America's best. With your Military Sherpa, Mark Tilsher. Welcome back to the Military Sherpa Podcast, everyone. I am your host, Mark, and today is a midweek mindset. The quote comes directly from the great Napoleon Bonaparte, which is leaders are dealers in hope. And if there was one thing that leaders could sell to their people, bottle up and give them, have them drink it and, and manifest what's in the bottle, I believe hope would probably be number one. If it's not number one, it's definitely going to be in the top three, competence and skill. But hope is right up there. Hope governs so much of what we do, how we interact, how we view the world. Our neurochemistry is governed by hope. And the importance of hope in leadership is no different. Do you believe that tomorrow will be better than today? It's a very simple question. But when you think about the future, is the future looking brighter? Is the future so bright you freaking need shades? Or is the future so dark you're just trying to prepare your flashlight so you don't get consumed by it? Are you excited about your future? You should be. Your future is all potential. Everything ahead of you. You have virtually unlimited possibilities. The younger that you are, the more possibilities that you have. It's the beauty of youth. Youth is possibility. Age is wisdom, right? But they, they're, they're not quite the same. But if the answer to these questions is no, if you're not excited by the work that you do, if you're not hopeful about the future, that tomorrow will be better than today, if you're not excited about the work that you get to do, that's not the end of the story. You've got to get a vision for your life. You've got to get a vision for your work. You've got to get a vision for your team. You've got to do something about it. If you don't have solid goals that you're making progress toward, no wonder you're depressed. No wonder you have no hope. No wonder you feel hopeless. You're not making progress. Human beings are wired for progress. We've got to make progress in order to feel good. If you're not making progress, if you're laying around, if the world is overcoming and consuming you, I'm not giving you mental health advice and telling you to stop taking your medicine or stop going to therapy, but I am telling you to start setting goals. And if you're not hitting your goal, you know what? Scale it back a little bit. Make a smaller goal. That one's no good. Scale that back a little bit. Find the, the smallest denominator that you can. Pick up on that goal and start moving forward. Any progress is better than slothfulness. Progress breeds hope. You do this, you believe you can do more. If I did that, I can do this. X, Y, Z. It just starts happening one step after another. A hopeful person has a growth mindset. It allows them to see possibilities. It allows them to see opportunities and the potential for a brighter future. That's a quote from a book, The Power of Hope by Celio and Biller. A hopeful person has a growth mindset that allows them to see the possibilities, opportunities, and a potential for a brighter future. The inverse is true. A hopeless person doesn't see possibilities, doesn't have a growth mindset, doesn't see opportunity, doesn't see the potential for a brighter future. And if we were playing Vegas odds and I said, look, here's your 100 chips, you know, which one do you want to bet your odds on? Who's going to be more successful in life? The hopeful person that has a growth mindset, sees possibilities, opportunities, and potential for a brighter future, or the hopeless person who has a limited mindset, doesn't see possibilities for potential uh, for the brighter future, opportunities, etc. Which one are you betting your money on? Which one? I know my money is going on the hopeful leader. That's who I'm investing in. That's where my time is going to go. That's where the greatest return is going to come. Not to imply I'm going to neglect the other person because I'm all in on them too. But the hopeful one is the one that's most likely to carry our organization into the future. And as we look at our teams, we need to take this assessment. How inspired are they? 
Is our team excited by the work we're doing? Are we, you know, I remember when I was an ALS commandant and I, some of my instructors, they would always yell out the cream, the cream rises to the top. And I know they got it from WWE, from Macho Man Randy Savage, but it was just so funny. Every time that they would win, every time they would do, they would always celebrate the cream and they would yell down the hallway and they would always yell back the cream. And it was this fantastic thing that, man, I just miss it so much. They were hopeful. They were full of hope, inspired by the work that they got to do. Is your team like this? You have the power to bring that out. When you do, magic happens. It's in your ability to do so. Are you doing a job or do you have a mission? This is a question and it's not a small one. Does your team have a mission to accomplish? Yeah, all right, we're finance. No, we're going to be the most efficient, the most productive, the happiest customers, you know, the, the, the fastest return time. We have a mission here. We're going to be big. We're going to be bad. We're going to be excellent. Our leaders are going to notice us. We're going to be killing it. And when people get to their next base, they're going to be talking about, man, back at Ramstein, that finance was killing it. Is that your mission? Do you have a mission? Or are you just doing a job? Don't expect people to be hopeful if they're just doing a job. They need a mission and a vision. Do you have hopeless people on your team? You know who they are. Your team knows who they are. Who are the Eeyores? Deal with it. Deal with it. Don't let them drag your team down. This is a no negative zone. Grant Cardone, he wears a, a wristband to paraphrase. It says no negativity. I love it. And when he's with his team and when he's with his people, what does he say? No negative. He said, put a sign on the wall inside of your, your conference room. So that when you're in your conference room and you're talking, somebody starts being negative, uh-uh, no negativity in here. Positivity only. doesn't mean we're not going to be realistic. It means we're going to tackle, lean into problems, search for solutions, and move forward. We're not going to linger on the negative. We're not going to let ourselves shut ourselves down. We're not going to be inhibited. Let them tell us no. We're not going to hold ourselves down. We're not going to hold ourselves back. We're going to charge ahead. This is the direction that we go. If you have Eeyores on your team, they've got to be stamped out. they got to be stomped down. you got to deal with them. And I don't mean eliminate them. I mean, give them hope. And that's hard. It's a leadership exercise. And you may never get there with that individual, but don't quit. Stretch those muscles, build and develop them until you're good at it. So that next time you encounter someone like them, you're ready. Don't write them off. You work on them until the last second. Help, 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 help. And in my Airman Leadership School, I mean, I remember I had an instructor and when I, I first took him over, I didn't know this, but his son had open heart surgery and the unit treated him really bad and all this stuff happened. He had no hope. And by the end, like he was starting to come out of his shell and, and putting himself in and, and, and recommending, you know, I want to be put in for this and I want to do that. And can I have this responsibility? And he started to integrate himself back into the world. And I never got him quite where I wanted him, but the progress he made was spectacular. He's an amazing human being. He lost all hope. He was doing a job. And he had a mission, an internal mission that drove him. If he didn't have that, I don't know. We had the power to bring that out in people, to transform their lives. And you may not get them where you want them to be. Maybe you only have two weeks with them, one month with them. That's fine. You know how many hard, difficult, tough, breaking conversations we can have in, in two weeks, in a month, in six months? We don't give up on people. We keep moving forward. We get them farther than they were when we received them. So that when we hand them off to the next person, they're in a better place. That's our responsibility. We want to give back a better person to their family, to their team, to the Air Force, to the world than we found them. Don't let broken people leave your office. Don't pass on problems. They undermine morale. If you want to think of it from a selfish perspective, these people undermine morale. So you have no choice but to tackle it. They undermine progress. You have no choice but to lean into it and deal with it. And I don't recommend the hammer. I recommend peace. But when people have hope, 
They're more creative. They're more innovative. They're more willing to collaborate with you than when they're hopeless. Don't neglect this. And last, when we're coaching other people, one of the few things to think about, if you're coaching this person and they have no hope left and they're having a hard time, there are a few little things that we that will help. The first is uh, plans are very powerful. I can't tell you the number of times I've, I've talked with someone and I assume that they see what I see. It's easy. You see what I see. But the truth is, until I lay out a plan for them, they don't see what I see. And when we lay out a plan for a hopeless person, it changes everything. Oh, I can do this. Oh, that's easy. Oh, I, I can do this next step. You can absolutely. Let's not think about the next 30 steps, but you could do this next one. And then we move forward. The power of action and momentum when they do that first step. How fast can we high five? That's always the question we're asking. What is the shortest turnaround to a high five? How quickly can we get them moving and make progress so that we can bam, smack high five? What's the shortest turnaround there? The faster we get to high five, the more hopeful they'll be that the future will be better than the past. Never forget that. If you can do those two things, have a plan, shortest turnaround to a high five, you can work people to some pretty, this is what military Sherpa coaches do. We're dealers in hope. We're developers of people. We're great followers. Military Sherpa certified coaches take self-awareness, emotional intelligence, and intellectual skills they bring them to the table in a way that advances both the health of the people involved and their performance. We optimize the human weapon system. And if you want to be a military Sherpa certified coach, you want our team to go through the program, I'll tell you that you're going to receive exactly what everybody else receives and you're going to have the same feedback. I wish this course was longer. I wish my teammates were here. This is the best course that I've ever been through. It's like this podcast on steroids. You need to be there. We got a bunch of courses from now through the remainder of the year. You need to be there, Military Sherpa. Dot com. So just go there now. There's a spot down at the bottom to request more info. Or you know what? Just register. Just register. Get your folks in there. And if you're already certified, what are you doing? Multiply. Get your friends. Get your family. Get your teams in there. We got a lot going on this year. Thanks for listening to the Military Sherpa Podcast with Mark Tilshire. 